Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, play them viewers in. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Small Podcast. We have a very special guest on this episode. This is Uncle Al here checking in. We got the uh, executive producer here on my, on my couch. And uh, today's guest, we have a Craig we actually like. Now, he's used to be referred to as Craig who fucks girls. But, you know, since he has a girlfriend now and he may, be, may or may not be engaged. I heard he was engaged. We're just going to call him in shape Craig. And fat Craig. <laughs> Craig, who uh, must not be named. You know, hopefully that's the last time we have to uh, mention him on this podcast. So th- this is different Craig. So th- Craig, so we got Craigie 360 and Craigie 180. Uh, and that's referring to their weights. Uh, that, that works. All right, so how's uh, it going, guys? Yeah, glad to be on. Yeah, this has been uh, in the making for a while. Maybe on some other podcasts, we'll talk about uh, all the away game stories, and that—that's how uh, me and uh, Craig, who's in shape, actually, I think, met each other for the first time. Was going to an away game um, at Florida in Games Gainesville, and uh, so Craig, you're you're a pretty big LSU fan. Uh, before the the college football season do you have any preseason like bets on lsu because you're also a big better like us so what were your expectations i guess going into the season man that's kind of a kind of a, a, a bad subject there you know prior to other seasons i have taken long shots on heisman's and national championships and this year i actually laid off and I happened to be in Vegas that, that, that first week of college football action, too. And uh, let some friends down that had asked me to play some bets, some $50 Joe, uh, Joe Heisman Burrow bets. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I let down my friends and the LSU Nation there by withholding those funds. So they asked you to put 50 bones on what? Burrow to win the Heisman at – 200 to one or 100 to one and you were just like nah you guys are throwing your money away i'm gonna save you 50 dollars like why'd you not place the bets it was uh it was 40 to one at that point and um well it was the last day there and i had drank enough to drown myself and went down to the sports book and the line was about 200 people long and did a quick 180 and an f that and was not about to do that and craig you kind of banked on yeah, kind of banked on uh, Joey B not taking it home, but man, was I wrong, and I couldn't be more happy to be wrong. So it's fifty bucks at forty to one. So what would that have been? Two thousand bucks, Harley? Uh, Computing—that's what I came up with earlier. Don't check our math. Damn. Yeah, I kind of screwed them out of two G's each, but uh, it's in the past. It's in the past. <laughs> and you normally bet preseason futures and stuff too, right? So. Did you, did you bet LSU over season wins, or you stayed off of that too? Uh, bad subject there again. No, <laughs> I stayed away from that. Stayed away from that. Didn't do any preseason totals this year. Kind of just went week to week. See, I was in a similar boat last year. Last two years, I bet LSU win totals, and I think I've cashed. This year, I wasn't as gung ho. The win total was a good bit higher. 
I think it was like a nine or something like that in that realm. And I wanted to trust them, but I couldn't, I couldn't trust them. So I didn't see the value there. I was thinking they might win exactly nine games. So I'm with you, Craig. At least you didn't bet the under that would have just made it way worse. Yeah, I think, I think it was nine when I was there and that it seemed pretty stiff to me too. I was thinking maybe a push, push at best. Yeah. um, Yeah. Laid off all that. A very tough schedule this year. So, you know, you had Texas, you had the normal gauntlet at Alabama. So, can't, can't say I blame you. Add Georgia, too. Georgia was our uh, – no, no, we didn't play Georgia. That was, was in the Van- championship. It was Vandy. Yeah, fuck that up. Um, so, Craig, how many how many LSU games did you end up going to this year? You Like, you live I in – I believe it was six. I started the season in Austin, just a short drive from where I'm living in Houston, and uh, went to one other away game. I was at Vandy and then made it home for Auburn and Florida, and then I went to the semifinal Atlanta and then the ultimatum in New Orleans, the Natty. So in Houston, do you live in like the the metropolis of Houston, or are you like a a Seabrook kind of guy? No, no, I'm I'm in the the heart of the downtown. I'm actually in the high rise, looking out the window right now. Man, that's the life. Who would suck if you just lived on the outskirts of Houston? Try to pass off Houston as your hometown. <laughs> that that's a sounds dig- like a move another Craig would make. Exactly. <laughs> um. So going in, so LSU runs the table, ends up beating Bama undefeated and they they go to the sec championship against georgia now you you went to that game in atlanta no i did not go to the sec championship i went to the semifinal back in the same stadium uh against oklahoma yes Uh, what were your feelings going into that game and what, what was the scene like in atlanta was it just lsu fans everywhere did oklahoma have much of a presence there, you know, it it was probably 60, 40, 65, you know, the 35 from what I could see. But um, I was very confident going into the game. I can't remember a game that, that was, had that much meaning that I was that confident going into before. I just, I just thought we were going to kill him, and boy, did we. Did you, do you happen to have a, any uh, action on that game? Yeah, that was, let's just call that the, uh, the beginning of the life raft that bl- brought me back up to the uh, to the green for the year of 2019. So, so betting all year on college football, you were down a little bit, and then you you put your faith in uh, Joey Donkey, and and he uh, righted the ship for you. <sighs> yes, you could say that. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> it was it was kind of a rough year in in uh, college but what really got me was nfl and i tell myself every year i'm gonna stay away but i ended up giving it all back on sundays and yeah uh the, the semifinal was the start of the comeback and then the national championship kind of uh kind of sealed the deal there so what what was the mood in the uh what do they call it the mercedes-benz georgia dome or whatever when lsu's just shit kicking oklahoma it, are, are, are the oklahoma fans just leaving after it's what was it 35-7 in the was, first quarter or something? 49-7 at halftime. Yeah, so I, I remember looking over a little bit uh, ha- about halfway through the second quarter. And, uh, you know, it looked like as if it was already halftime. Like everyone had filed out and went to the restroom, <laughs> grabbed a beer, grabbed a burger, whatever. Chick-fil-A and, was uh, open on quarter, Saturday. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, there was the Chick Fil A was plentiful in the in the uh, stadium. But after uh, after halftime, third quarter started, and there was no return of them. It was empty on that side. <laughs> Can't say I blame them. So on the on the way back uh, to the national championship hosted at home in new orleans you had to take off i'm assuming you had to take off work does everybody at work know that you're like an lsu super fan and you know if lsu's in a big game you're not going to be showing up on uh on mondays yeah i I did a little last minute uh well vacation from work but uh over here in houston and especially in my uh industry people really don't follow college football that much so they they didn't really get an explanation from me of where I was going, but uh, yeah, I was gone for two days and took off uh, all of Tuesday. All <laughs> Championship hangover. Oh man, I was gonna try and drive back and uh, make it in for noon from New Orleans, but that was not about to happen. When the game ended at midnight, I knew that immediately. So, um, I saw some snaps. You get to New Orleans on, you got to New Orleans for a national championship weekend. You got there on like Friday. I saw you guys were, uh, riding in style. You, you want to tell the viewers how that came to be? Yeah. Um, I actually went up to Baton Rouge on Saturday and, uh, my good buddy, Zach, uh, works with Raising Canes and Raising Canes is a few vehicles that are LSU themed. And he happened to cop the Coach O mobile for the weekend, which is a 1990 Chevrolet Suburban with tiger print interior. And uh, let's just say Coach, o, Coach O's face is very present on the exterior. And uh, we rode down from Baton Rouge to New Orleans Sunday morning in that, and uh, it felt like I was riding in Mardi Gras. It is a very sweet vehicle. If you got any pictures of it, maybe send it so we can post it with the pod. But it is uh, it's definitely riding in style, Harley. You didn't see it? No, I, I didn't see it. That I'm really impressed right now because I can imagine if I'm sitting in that car or if I'm passing that car, I'm trying to get the attention of the motherfuckers in there. Like I've, I'm sure everybody's going down there to have a good time. You see fucking Coach O Suburban roll through? Oh, man, I bet you were getting fucking tons of people just rolling down the window doing crazy shit like mooning you or giving you some waves yeah Haley, earmuffs you see any titties in the coach o mobile (laughs) no no titties it was sunday morning around 10 a.m so you know church time people aren't thinking about that type of thing but i did get a few uh few drink chugs and beer shotguns oh hell yeah that, that was about the that was the extent of it but uh very enjoyable ride went all the way down parked it uh on Poydras next to the walk-ons, pretty good spot right there, and kind of felt like a little VIP, but it was a great start to a great weekend. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Coach Omobile's allowed to park anywhere in New Orleans. Like, you could have just left it in the middle of the street. <laughs> yes. So, do you guys, you're, uh, you and Zach, well, Zach's task uh, for the for Raising Canes was to drive from Baton Rouge to New Orleans. Like, did you guys get it for Monday, too, or you – you you guys were just the uh, the drivers for the vehicle, like if if and and left it somewhere or passed it off to somebody. Yeah, we were pretty much just relocating it and uh, set it up at some sort of uh, event tailgate right there. They had the whole parking lot blocked off for uh, vendors and things like that. Ah, gotcha. Well, that's good. You you get a little joy ride and then you can drop it off and you don't have to worry about people 
fucking with it or something. So that that's pretty awesome. Uh, and then as far as like the pregame situation, did you get any more Canes hookups or or what'd you do to what'd you do tailgating and in, into the lead up to the championship? Uh, well, we we kind of went uh, a, the the tourist route and uh, did a little bit of cat's meow. <laughs> we got it. We. <laughs> Yeah, did a little bit of that. Uh, went to Pat O's. I believe this was Sunday night. We were at Pat O's, and uh, rumor has it the band's about to pass on bourbon, or maybe the alumni band. I'm not sure which one it was, but next thing I know, I'm in the back of Pat O's by the fire fountain, and they're roping roping the section off, and the band actually comes into Pat O's and plays the, the, the fight song and a little bit of neck, maybe, maybe not, and... Um, that was a pretty neat experience. That's pretty awesome. We we had a couple T-shirt ideas before the season. You know, we really liked uh, save a horse, ride a burrow, and and throw Joe Burrow up on there. But we never ended up making the shirt, so we didn't jinx him, and he won the Heisman. Another one I still think is a good shirt idea. We put like Marie Antoinette on a on a purple shirt and said, "Let them play neck." I think that's a great shirt idea. Would you buy that shirt? It <laughs> definitely yes. Okay, I'll hey, take that second one. Hey, first pre-order. <laughs> he says the second one though. He didn't commit to the first. Hey, one. we never made the first one. The second hey, one. Save the... a horse. Save a horse. Ride a burrow. I'm in Texas. I could probably rock it. Yeah, hey, there you go. He's got he, some, put some shit kickers on his skinny jeans. Boom. He did say probably. So just keep in mind, he didn't. He didn't full commit. Hey, if we give it to him for free, he can't turn it down. That is true. Worst comes to worst, he cuts it, the sleeves off and makes it a gym tee. <laughs> hey, hey, note to us, don't put our logo on the sleeves. That could be problematic. Use all the advertising. All right, so uh, the scene down there seemed crazy. I was seeing a lot of stuff on social media uh, with the band playing Neck on Bourbon Street, and there looked like there was just a sea of fucking people. So was it just a like you guys got a spot at Paddo's and just anchored down? Because it looked like it would have been a nightmare to – to go anywhere, take a piss, any of that type of shit. Yeah, we uh, we started with a little lunch in the quarter and then went to Lafitte's. And then uh, that trek from Lafitte's up Bourbon to Pato's was, it was I would say it was Mardi Gras-esque. It, it was shoulder to shoulder once you got towards the the, the meat of Bourbon. So, yeah, we, we pretty much anchored down at Pato's and, and stayed there. Then in the end of the night with some uh, superior uh, superior grill Mexican. Them dac, I mean them uh, margaritas, hit differently. Yeah, that uh, that helped me sleep real, real good. It's, this sounds like it was a very you, you know they're all uh, ball and chained up because that sounds like a perfect uh, girl itinerary. <laughs> there, they did cats meow, pados, and then they went to Superior. That's a, that was a chick's wet dream of uh, Murderer's Row. There, but but into the night on tequila is always a good plan because tequila especially superior margaritas normally leads to after hours activities you're talking about butt sex <laughs> oh that's that's not what his I was wife in. come on jesus <laughs> fiance i wasn't talking about butt sex so i mean it could happen but you never know yeah we, we don't need to go into that so what 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 time are you rolling out of bed on monday because it sounds like you guys had a uh, a pretty uh adventurous sunday so you you feeling like warmed over dog shit on monday or you just ready to ready for the game to happen 
No, I uh, I mean, with that the game in the evening and you know it being on a Monday, there's no need to get out, get out, and get out anywhere extremely early. So we slept in a little bit, and I was, I felt pretty recovered Monday morning. And uh, the I guess the uh, the itinerary took us to a restaurant uh, planned by Zach Corbin, of course. And we had a little <laughs> no <lunch>. last names. <laughs> um uh zach chotch and uh had a a little lunch and uh from there we kind of we kind of just walked around the french quarter then went to a tailgate kind of close to the superdome and uh hung out there until until i'd say about three hours before the game now the the spread i guess harley originally opened up at like three and a half and went up to five and a half did you bet you happen to bet that the national championship too yeah, that was uh, I pretty much threw the whole farm at that one. That was the, the the anchor of the year right there. I had some other I had some other action in play, but uh, total I guess total bets on the on the national championship. I uh, I only lost the first quarter, and then I won everything else and did a little double double down at halftime on the LSU uh, LSU money line there, second half and uh, I came out very sitting very pretty you you place any bets in the game harley yeah so i had lsu minus six because i got a little square book so i had to lay a little <laughs> extra then uh i got edwards elair you know over four and a half catches cash and my boy jamar chase over 99 and a half yards that cash by like the end of the first quarter easy cash Let's it see. did yes <laughs> i had burrow over four and a half touchdown passes boom that cashed so I think the only prop I lost one prop and I'm can't, I'm blanking on it right now. Will Odell Beckham slap a cop in the ass? You lost that? No, no, no. It was the receiver. <laughs> it was the receiver for um Clemson. I forget which one it was. The one that was going to go up against Stingley. I had him under for yards, and I think he got me. Oh. So yeah, wh- well, uh, as you probably know, Trump Trump was in the building. And uh, that that made the the entrance, and it made the entrance very difficult. Um, we got the we probably waited in line. I'd say an hour, hour fifteen to an hour and a half. Oh in the line. God! And and when I get up there, I realize it's not uh, Superdome event staff or anyone like that. Any college people, it's um, it's TSA. Ugh. And uh, they're not just doing the metal tattoo; they're profiling people. So they, you walk up to them and they ask you, "How does your day go?" And they're trying to read you to see, you know, I'm what, fucking what, hammered, what's man. What's this person all about? And I'm like, Jesus! If I'm blackout and they don't let me in, uh, I would be pretty upset. But everything went smooth except they stole my jewel and uh, <laughs> and threw it into into the pile of jewels that that we'll never see again, which is a sad moment. But that uh, it's a small loss for a major win, I guess. You d- did you try to hide it and they f- they sniffed it out, or you just had it in your pocket? Because uh, you had you did I mean, have an hour dr- and a half to uh to hide it. <laughs> in my drunken stupor, I I saw TSA. I thought, well, I could take it on an airplane. I could take it in the dome. <laughs> Not so fast. You got Lee Corsoed by TSA. Not so fast, my friend. Um, so I I'm a pretty avid jeweler and. Uh, I made a I made a little friendly wager with a with a buddy saying you know if LSU beats Bama this year first time since 2011 I'll give up Jewel 
And that statement carried some weight because I'm kind of loved by Jewel. I'm a, I'm a pot a pot of day type guy and carried at the hip. And uh, well, we beat Bama, and um, yeah, had to give it up. And then uh, some th- one thing led to another, and uh, picked it back up for the semifinal. And uh, we won that game and brought it to the Natty. And it was kind of like a uh, sign, a full circle. You know, uh, the, the team saying, you were supposed to give this up. You can't bring this in. We got to win this game. <laughs> so if you, believe, if you believe in stuff like that, that might have might have been a little sign right there that we were going to take it home. Live by the jewel, die by the jewel. That's a good motto right there. So... Uh... Damn, so did you guys, like, pack some beers? Did you you anticipate the line being that long and you guys, like, tried to chug or get rid of all your beers and then you're waiting in line for that long and you're like, fuck, I wish we would have had those beers? Or do you come prepared? You're a veteran. I mean, we we were, we were started waiting in line, I think. Kick was 7.15. I think we got there a little after 4, 4.15, 4.30. So I thought we were there with way enough times. I only, I only had a, uh, I walked with a full beer and that was uh, quite the under underestimation there. Damn, that sucks. So w- once you were in the stadium, like what, what the, what was the LSU Clemson, uh, percentage of fans? Like this was overwhelmingly LSU or did, were there a decent amount of Clemson people there? From, from where I was sitting, I could see the entire Clemson section, and then I could, I could see where LSU wrapped around. And uh, then there was kind of a, a general area. I'm not sure if it was vendors or corporate or, or what have you, but that was, I'd say that was majority LSU too. So, I, I mean, I would, my estimate would probably be 65, 35, 60, 40 maybe. You know, on TV, it looked like there was a good amount of Clemson just l- – just I don't know if it's camera angles or what, but it was a lot of burnt fucking orange in there. It just looked fucking terrible. Yeah, and from my seat, that's all I saw. So I was like, did that did not uh did not set the tone good early. Yeah, were you nervous? Like you know, you have all the LSU fans in there, and they're you know we've been wrecking people all year, and then Clemson pins us deep a couple times. We go three and out. And offense isn't looking too good. Were you panicking? Were was there a a palpable you know everyone waiting on pins and needles? Like when are we gonna kick this shit in the gear? Or were you or you were never nervous? Ah, uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I was sitting sitting down pretty quiet for those first couple possessions. I didn't like how it was going, and I mean if it. Yeah, I, and I just had kept having flashbacks to 2011 and being in the dome for that game, and I was just, knew I was gonna lose my first bet too. Not a good feeling, but um, we we kind of rallied. Yeah, Craig, on there. So I know you're talking about flashbacks. Was the crowd like a smart crowd? Did they uh, sarcastically cheer when we passed the 50 yard line or anything the first time? You know, I, after that second possession, I thought I, I was like, "Oh man, fifty-yard line." The fifty-yard line thing popped in my head, <laughs> but I I can't remember when we passed it, and it wasn't anything loud enough to be notable. Damn, I was, I know, I know, I'd been freaking out about it too, because I was freaking out uh, at home watching it and going, "Oh my gosh, we can't get out of the fucking ten-yard line right now." We uh, got across the fifty, and then there you we, you were nervous too, Harley. I was I was nervous watching it because I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like they're getting pressure on us without blitzing. We we look out of sorts. 
you know, our defense was looking solid, but I, I was definitely nervous. No. And then I talked to some people the next day, like, oh, I, I was never nervous. I was like, what do you mean you were never nervous? No, so, <laughs> so when I say nervous, I was like, oh, please tell me we're going to pass a 50-yard line. I can't have this. This would be just egg on the face, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as we got the ball at the 25 after they scored a touchdown or whatever, a field goal, whatever it ends up being – I knew we were coming coming down and score. I had a lot of confidence there. So it just it was when we were in the five. I was kind of like, eh. And that was when we threw the bomb to uh, Chase. Oh yeah, and I had ch- I had Chase. Oh, I didn't lose a prop on the Clemson receiver. I lost a prop on longest touchdown over sixty two and a sixty two and a half yards. That's what I lost because there wasn't a touchdown longer than that. Even though Chase had some bombs. Huh. That's pretty shocking because if I would have seen that, I definitely would have taken it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm happy I didn't see that one. <laughs> yeah, so LSU rallied and I think made it 28-17 at halftime, and then they come out of halftime, and LSU goes three and out, and then Clemson comes down, scores a touchdown, and gets a two-point conversion. Your butthole get a little tight after that too? Yeah, three-point game. At that point, um not covering any spread, losing uh, the second half bet. I'm looking at having to take a, probably a second mortgage out and uh, just not in a, a good overall emotional state. But I, I wasn't as nervous as early in the game because I, I saw what we can do and I saw that, you know, if we just we just trust the offense and run it, we can, we can score. And sure enough, we came back down and I think we scored 14 unanswered to end the game from there on out. Yeah, I think that's right. And I guess a big turning point in the game was one of their linebackers, as we were getting ready to score, got called for like a targeting and got thrown out of the game. Were what'd you think about that inside the stadium? Like, did you think that was a good call? Or was it all the LSU fans just calling to, you know, get him kicked out just because, you know, that's a good player on the other team? Or what was the reactions in the stadium for that one? Yeah, there was um there, there was that as you as you could expect in a in a in a very important game. There was people yelling all sorts of stuff, but uh, they actually showed the replay inside the dome, which I didn't think they were going to do. And I, I, I'm still fifty fifty on the call. I haven't seen it since that night, and in the state I was in, I couldn't really make a clear judgment. But I think it was just the, your your typical get him out because he's a good player type thing. Well, Coach's son came in after that, and Coach's son played pretty well, too. The Venables, or defensive coordinator son, Venables kid, he came in and played pretty yeah. well. Look at, looking at the hit at home, I thought it was targeting. Knowing what Devin White went through the year before and how LSU always gets bullshit on targeting, I thought it was going to go against us and the guy was going to stay in the game. I was uh, I kind of smiled a little bit when the guy got kicked out. It was like sweet poetic justice. Plus, it happened in the second half, which means he misses the first half of the first game next year. So I love that gimmick. I hate, I fucking hate that rule. <laughs> he's got he's got to sit on that one for two hundred and something days. So as you guys uh, after after the victory, were you, were you buying? Uh, what was the beer situation like in there? Were you just eating it and buying ten dollar beers? Yeah, that that was pretty much uh, that was pretty much the case. Uh, every time we went down, I would grab grab two and go back up. I think they stopped selling them after the third quarter. I could be wrong, but in a side note, in Atlanta for the semifinal, they they cut it off after halftime for some reason. So the, the I guess the, the 
Oklahoma was getting murdered, and so were the beer sales because <laughs> they stopped that. Damn. No, LSU just drank all the beers by halftime. Fucking Atlanta ain't prepared for them Tiger boys. <laughs> so, um, as you're as you're, I guess, leaving the stadium, that I'm I'm guessing people are just yelling, you know, LSU chants and whatnot, and Clemson fans are. Hold on, don't what? N- let's not go to leaving the stadium yet. Did you stay for the confetti and the uh, the trophy presentation? Oh yeah, we stayed throughout all that. Got some good videos. The prop of whether Zach would shed a tear was easily shattered before the stage was even rolled onto the field. <laughs> I did see everyone in the group cashed on that. Easy money there. I uh, I did see a snap where he was celebrating selfie style, like swaying back and forth. Uh, just beaming with pride that his alma mater had uh, won a national championship and he was there to witness it. And right next, he pans to the side. First person he pans to is you. You know, you, you're <laughs> happy. And then he pans over to his left, and that's his actual wife. So like he for first snap and for the gram, you, you're the you're the money beat right there. You know, it, it was more special that that you were there than his wife. So I've found that very humorous. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that doesn't surprise me. Oh, another thing I forgot to ask Carly, what uh, how bad did these tickets hurt your wallet? Would you shell out for the national championship tickets if you don't mind me asking? Um, the, uh, being, uh, being where Zach is with Canes, luckily we had, uh, we got him for face value. So that was, a that was, that was kind of the turning point of me going when he, when he, when he said we could get him, so I told him I was in because I think the section we were in, they were going for 1600 maybe, Ooh. but, uh, we, we were, yeah, we were in the, the, the loge, the 300 section. So they were, they pretty good tickets but um yeah face value was in face value is still pretty stiff obviously for the national championship damn i need i need to get the raising canes fucking hook up got todd graves hook me up was there was there any thought <laughs> of like uh scalping them <laughs> you know <laughs> there there were a few phone calls in the week leading up uh some uh joking threats not so joking threats here and there about what what could what could they be turned into money wise? But yeah, um, we ended up with them, and that's that's the important thing. I mean, you could have sold your pair and paid off those uh, Joey Burrow Heisman bets you didn't pay up. <laughs> Let's not bring those up again. I buried those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should. When you were waiting in that hour and a half long TSA line, you're like, "Hey, Zach, you know, I appreciate the offer. You giving me the tickets. I'm gonna lose my jewel here. This is a long line. I need, I need a drink. <laughs> I'm gonna just go scalp this. Make a quick fifteen hundred, real quick. No hard feelings. See you later, bud. And give him a nice pat on the back and mosey on. <laughs> yeah. Just joking I like that. Ha- I also had. I also had my girlfriends too, so that'd have been a nice, uh, nice Ooh. little three, three spot. Oh yeah, you want to go on vacation too, babe? <laughs> Easy. <laughs> so uh, it was, it was pretty cool to watch the confetti and all the uh, ticker tape go off in there. Did you cry? No, no, I'm not. I'm not too much of an emotional sports guy. I, I kind of just sit back and take it all in. You know, it's 
and almost when you're in one of those moments and you know you've and you've been a fan for a while and you've been in national championships that you've lost and you haven't beat Bama in eight years. You kind of it almost feels surreal when it's happening. Yeah, it, it, it you're in the Superdome and it, the the scene's familiar. It doesn't seem like a national championship. Everything you've seen all this before, but it it really t- it kind of took a while to hit. It didn't hit for a few days that you know we we won it all. Definitely it was, hits different. De- definitely. <laughs> No, so I, I got really nothing else to add there. So I was I mean, we had a bunch of debates at work. Is if if you had the tickets, would you scalp them? And because they gave a raffle away at work, and I, the person that won them, they 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 uh, they weren't LSU people, so they put everybody's name on that works at that site in a in a fucking raffle, and they pulled out in this fucking Mississippi State grad one, which oh. and you know that's kind of fucking terrible anyway. But I was sitting there going. Would you sell them? Because I really, I really didn't know. Because I, I might just turn around and sell them, and, and I don't know if that's the right call. That's that's not good fandom. But when you can invest and make that much money that quick, it seems like no brainer. We'll have to talk to our investment guy on this. Yeah, I know. But if you're if you're like a a true fan and actually like leaving your house and you could witness history and your team go undefeated and win a championship, seems like a dig. I would go. I would go. Well, yeah, yeah. It's there's always been two sides to the argument. You know, the best seat, the best seat you can have is the one at home in your recliner. No but but mine, there's only one no game. The, I've always thought this was cool about going to LSU when you know LSU and Bama are squaring off, or we're like the marquee game on a Saturday. Like the eyes of the college football world, in the you know, in in a lesser part, the world in general, like. There's probably no better party and better place to be than, you know, Death Valley. So, like, this is that on steroids. The whole world is there, – there's nothing else going on. Everyone's watching the national championship. Like, and there's only one game going on. It's not like on a Sunday where you on, like, you know, watching your bets and your fantasy team if you have that and all that. There's nothing else going on. So, like, the best seat at that, best seat at that point is probably – where you're sitting in the stadium. Yeah, I um yeah, if I wouldn't have gotten the face value tickets looking back on it, I think I was in a position where I was going to buy them second market. I probably just would have waited to the right moment. It, it I I don't think I, there was a way that I wasn't going to go to the game. Super fan. That's Not true like fan. Me. I I put the blinders on. I look at my investments. I would probably it'd probably be too good to pass up. Speaking of blinders and investments, we'll get to this when Craig's not uh, on the podcast because we got some we got some horse talk. Uh, so so after the uh, after the Superdome, what what you guys end up doing? How how'd you celebrate? You know, did the did the old ladies want to go to Cafe Dumont and get a beignet? <laughs> that would have been on course with the the, the itinerary so far the weekend, but no, we uh, we walked down to uh, Lucy's area and. Um, Grabbed a few beers, chugged a few beers, smashed them in the infamous uh, little parking garage right there, and uh, kind of just met up with some other people and took it all in. It was kind of, it had a little, it, it, it was like a Mardi Gras post parade party with an LSU twist, if that makes sense. And everyone's probably a little bit exhausted from the the bender you guys have been on and 
you know, you said the yeah, game wrapped you, you up could, at around midnight or something. Yeah, I, I don't think we left the Superdome until about midnight. So when we got over there, it was probably closer to one. And I think we ended up we ended up going home around two because I knew I had to drive back and everyone was a little tired and did a little uh, grub of McDonald's to top it off. Oh, nice. So how many did you run into any Clemson fans that were still out trying to get their drink sorrow on or did they all just like vanish? I didn't see one from where we were walking to Lucy's. I really did not see one. And I don't know if I was just sub subconsciously blocking them out, but I really don't remember seeing a single fan. Yeah, I've been there and uh, when you go to away games and, you know, you get smashed. I'm not sure if you were at that one, Craig, where Florida beat LSU like 42 to 3, you know, just walking the streets after that ass beating, you just – even though you had nothing to do with it, you just feel like a fucking loser. And Florida fans are assholes, too, because they're talking mad. She was like, I know, dude. We got our fucking ass kicked. Like, chill out a little bit. I don't, LSU fans, most of them aren't really like that. You know, we'll give you probably a sarcastic, hey, man, good game. <laughs> Here's a beer. But uh, that, that's, fu- <laughs> that's funny that you didn't see anybody. Yeah, I've been in that position many a times. I know you can feel like you just kind of want to hide. You're like you're Steven Glansberg, that whole <laughs> that whole situation. Yeah. You got any more questions for him, Harley? I got tons of topics I would love to cover with Craig, but nothing that involves the LSU game, so we'd have to save that for a later date. Yeah, man, we'll have to pod yeah, we- we'll have to pod in person before a game or something coming up next year or whenever you're around. Oh, yeah, I do have a question since we are talking football. I didn't do anything stupid with you when I was blackout drunk on the Florida game, right? Because I remember, I remember seeing you, but I don't remember anything after like uh, oh, he, Baylor came up. He was Craig was shit faced too that game. He was probably blackout, blackout boys. <laughs> he was probably blackout before you were blue out. Heisenberg. I was gonna say I was pretty drunk that game too, but Nob took it away. But yeah, um, I I remember seeing you a little bit, and I remember <laughs> seeing you from afar for a little bit, but I don't. You didn't do anything that registered on my Richter scale. I'll put it that way. Just two blackout boys having a good time getting crunk for Florida. Hopefully you made it longer in the stadium than I did. That is it. All right, man. Thanks for coming on the pod. We'll have to, uh, have to do it again sometime, hopefully in person, man. And, uh, you know, only two things to say after that is go Tigers. One team, one heartbeat. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. All right, so now you just listen to Craigie 180 or Craig who used to fuck girls, Craigie Engage or Craigie, what do we call him, Craig who's fit? Craig who's in shape. Craig who's in shape, yep. Craig who's not morbidly obese. Craig who lives in Houston? Yes. All right, so we just had Craig on, talked a lot about LSU there. If uh, you were a fan of another college, well, that sucks. Chen, you should defect, you stupid motherfucker. LSU's done more for you than anything else by giving you an off day for the national championship. And Florida's never done anything to you other than uh, give you a Tebow boner. So I think you should defect, buddy. So anyway, now that uh, now that we got the LSU national championship out of the way, how you been, Al? Uh, I've been all right. Just got back uh, from Hawaii. Just getting back into the uh, work routine and getting into the 2020 action. Um, uh, you were up in Canada. That looked like 
El Terrible. No, 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 no. Canada was a fucking blast, dude. You like you go? You're oh, moving man. to the Great White oh, North. Oh man, it, I would move to Canada. I had a, I had a fucking, I had a really good time. Harley's got a big shit eating grin on his face. The temperature there was like fucking below right. zero, and you oh, almost like you- the whole time. It was, it was like it, so they do everything at Celsius up there. But I, I'm a Fahrenheit guy. But it was almost always like below zero Fahrenheit. The, almost the entire time we were up so there. So what was so great about it at Life Below Zero? Like, how'd you have such a great time? Because, you know, I hated it when it was uh, 40 degrees and windy here. Well, that's because it's a wet cold here. Up there is a dry cold. And that sounds cliche as shit, but it's true. So a- Amber says that. Oh, uh, you know, I like the cold. It's colder here than it is in Alaska. How's that fucking possible? Well, it's some it's like a heat transfer with humidity and the water vapor in there. Anyway, it steals the heat off your body a lot quicker. But what I would tell you is the dry snow it's it's like it's like sand except it doesn't get stuck in your toes and shit. Like it doesn't melt or get you wet or anything. It's just fucking just it's like powder. It's good powder. Fresh pow. But uh no, Canada was a Canada was a blast. So we left just in time. So right after we left Edmonton became the coldest place on earth and went to negative 40 like the day after we left. So fun fact at negative 40 Celsius and Fahrenheit are both negative 40. Oh, so it's a little science. That's why I didn't asses. tell you the degrees are Celsius because same fucking number. Boom. Pick your scale. So what's so fucking great about it? All right. So, so for, I was on a work trip. So, I mean, I didn't get to have as much play fun as, as Uncle Al did on his vacation. Daddy had to work here. Yeah, I was drinking pina coladas by the blender. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't have no pina coladas by the blender midday. So, flew up there on, of course, fucking Saints playoff day. I get to Houston Airport. It's half. It's about halftime. We get to a, a bar where we can watch it, get some food order, get some drinks coming. Got disappointed a little bit, so fucking uh, Drew Brees us down with his little fucking fumble. Taysom Hill looked really good. I thought when the defense picked up the fumble and ran it back for a touchdown, thought it was like a victory, awesome. I was going to cover some bets, and then they ruled him correctly that he was down. So I, I was I was a little bu- I was pretty bummed at the Saints game, but anyway, so you you fly up to Houston. I mean, uh, from Houston to Edmonton, get up there. It's about four and a half hour flight. You get up there, and, like, I didn't know what the jacket situation was because I was coming from Houston, and it's, like, fucking 60 degrees outside, and I'm going to, like, negative two. Or actually, it was, like, two degrees when we landed up there. Big difference. Well, it's on the other side of the scale. It's a negative sign. So, I, I had, like, an extra jacket I was just carrying around with me in the airport, and so I didn't know what I was going to do, but I had my... Under Armour jumpsuit on. That's why I, that's why I flew in. You know, stay comfy. Sweatsuit. Yeah, basically a okay. tracksuit. And then uh, so went up and and got out and immediately, of course, the rental cars in the fucking open atmosphere. So you have to walk out of the airport to go to the rental car. I was thinking like I'm about to freeze, but it's only a short walk. I'm like, I'm oh, man enough. I can do this. Walk outside in the jumpsuit. And I'm not. It's like not that fucking bad. And I'm confused as shit because <laughs> I'm expecting to freeze my goddamn nuts off. All I got is a damn, uh, damn Tra- some some joggers that are, I mean, they're made for cold weather. You just and look I, like Tony Soprano. You, you no, ju- I was a fit Tony Soprano, bro. I'm I was just more saying. like Christopher. Okay, yeah. But rest in peace, the character. 
spoilers. But anyway, um, so we get the, we get the rental car, and I didn't get one in my name. So I'm with some work people. I don't want to drive in this shit. There's snow fucking everywhere on the ground. I'm sure there's ice. This seems like treachery for somebody from Louisiana. Definitely. So I picked a guy from Texas to ride with who is equally as bad at driving. But there was three of us in the car. They had this other guy that was going solo. I knew his background where he actually lived in Canada before, figured he was a safer bet on the driver. So I rode with this guy. So we could make it to the airport, uh, from the airport to the hotel. No issues. Bunch of snow on the ground. Regardless, do, uh, fast forward a couple days. Tuesday morning, I'm getting a run on. It's fucking negative two degrees outside. I get my pump on before work, go five miles with this other guy who's training for the Louisiana Marathon. So... What what are you what are you wearing in okay. in this minus two? Like how are you preparing for this so for this the, weather? For the for the run, I'm in a toque, which is a beanie. They call them toques up there, Canada slang. And you sure you're pronouncing that right? Yeah, toque. It's like it's spelled like juke, but with a T. I I don't think that's the proper spelling, but that's on brand anyway. Uh, we'll look it up. But any, but so I had one of those uh, a thing to go over my my face, which is a, a bonaclava or whatever you fucking call it, baklava or whatever the fucking shit is. I can't. You want to pronounce it? I don't know. I've never worn one. So I had one of those, you know, around my face. I had some gloves, some like thin gloves, wool socks because I didn't want my feet to get cold. Some uh, Under Armour thermal tights, Under Armour thermal tight shirt, and then just the joggers and the jacket. So. I expected to be cold. I get out there and start running. Within the first mile, I'm sweating, feeling fucking great. It, it was it was a really good feeling. And, and what time is this in the morning? Uh, five a.m. And it's how cold? Negative two on the first run. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm I, so so we so we run five miles. A guy wants to go for so I don't know where we're going. So I'm just like morant, uh, maneuvering around fucking. It's called Sherwood Park. Or Are you following this guy? No, no, no. He he wants me to set the pace, but he doesn't want me to run faster than nine minute miles. So I'm I'm trying I'm running nine minute miles. A little slow for me, but anyway. So we're running around. We get back to the hotel. They got a heated garage. So I swipe my key. So we go do the cool down the garage. It's like fucking seventy degrees in the garage. So I'm sweating bullets when I get in there. Anyway, the run was great. Didn't slip on any ice. Snows everywhere on the ground, but they plow the sidewalks really well. They keep ice off of it. They're used to this. They're not like Louisiana where it's a fucking clusterfuck when, mm. as soon as it gets cold. Tuesday night, the people we were with, they rented out the top of this bar called the Bear's Den. And we had servers just bringing us drinks and apps fucking all night. So it was a social event, you know, make people a little more comfortable with each other so we can, you know, work better in a group. So I start pounding some beers, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely killing some beers. Uh, this guy from Canada I'd worked with a couple times. We talked basketball and other, like, trainings and shit. Ended up striking a conversation up with this guy. A couple Labatt, Labatt blues deep and you and this no, guy. No, no, no. Molson no. Ice. Okay, first of all, Labatt is not in Alberta, which is the province I was in. It was uh, – Pro Providence? Province, whatever. Not the college. <laughs> So we were um, drinking a lot of local beers. I don't remember many of the names, but anyway, it was all local beers up there, and they also have a lot of good whiskey. So, you know, drinks are going down. Nice. 
I'm making some contacts, and immediately we're talking about, okay, when are you, when am I leaving? Okay, flying out Saturday. We're going to be staying back in Edmonton that night before. So now we're trying to crew up, figure out who's going out Friday night. So we're starting that on Tuesday. <laughs> Damn, that's an early early uh, planning for the the throwdown. Well, it's not like because, but it's fucking snow and shit coming like Tuesday night. It's snowing, so we're in the bar and it's snowing, and and we don't really know it how bad it's going to be or anything like that so we come out of the bar and one of the guys i was with slips on this ice and you know you know how like people can play shit off so he just slips and he i thought he's falling backwards and somehow turns his body in the air lands in push-up position does three push-ups on the ice gets up and walks to his car doesn't think i see him i just start dying laughing that's swag yeah, I mean, it was it was it was pretty pretty good. I you know you gotta watch out how you walk up there. You were the only person who saw him. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So I asked him about it the the next day, and he got he was like, "Oh shit!" But so it's snowing fucking hard, and like fucking real snow there. And good, I'm not driving. I'm I'm drunk. I'm supposed to be navigating. So I punch in the GPS. Well, it tells us to go down this uh, county road, not the normal roads. So we go down this one that's not plowed. And this guy starts cursing me out. He's got his fucking sphincter up his ass. And I'm just laughing because I don't, I, I'm drunk, don't care. And you just see like it was fields of snow because there's not like a lot of forest or anything there. It's like all plains. Yeah. So you, it's snow for all you can see. The snow's just being blown across the road because it's like dust. Yeah. It, and it's it's pretty fucking nuts. So this guy's freaking out. He's driving like a mawmaw. Yeah. And anyway, so I wasn't allowed to navigate while I was drunk later in the later in the trip. And Fine then, by me. <laughs> yeah. Real punishment. Now I had to drive in the snow a couple times after that, which, dude, that 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 hits different, man. I I can't I can't tell you how like. I drove, so we had a couple different cars, so one of them was, like, didn't have all-wheel drive. Fuck that car. You need all-wheel drive in the snow. Pro tip. So this other guy had, like, a Mitsubishi Eclipse, like, SUV, which I didn't know they even made. That had all-wheel drive. Canada Special. That that worked like a pro. So so Wednesday morning, after a a long night of drinking and, and that kind of stuff, we hit up some Tim Hortons on the way to way to work. Check that place out. See what that's like. Not a coffee guy, so I didn't get the coffee. But they, uh, if they see you drinking anything other than fucking Tim Hortons, they're gonna fucking flip out at you. You drinking like Starbucks hotel coffee? These people are on you immediately, and they're fucking Timmy shaming you. They are. Oh yeah, they're they're all about Timmy's. I know. I know they're big on their Tim Hortons, but uh. I didn't. I didn't realize that the shame was like that. Oh yeah, if you're a Starbucks guy up there, you're just your fucking outcast. So what'd you get from there? So they had a since you're since you're uh, you know on a diet and you don't drink coffee. Well, it's the first time I was at Timmy's, so I had to splurge a little bit there. So uh, we got the Timmy like donut holes type thing. I forget what they're called. Timmy bites. Yeah, t- that's what they're called actually. Timmy bites. <laughs> we got the variety pack, so it was like two different of each kind. And then I got a jalapeno cheddar sausage egg bagel or something like that, which was fucking on point. Mm, all right. So I ate the shit out of that, ate some ate some donut holes, and uh, went to work that morning. Feeling uh, 
feeling relatively good. You and you're working out, running every morning before. No, no, work. no, no, no. Okay, so I ran Tuesday morning. I didn't. I didn't work out Monday. I was kind of mad at myself on that. I wanted to go <laughs> run after work, but decided to politic and go watch the Oilers game with some higher ups, which was fun. The Oilers won that game like six four or something like that. Beat the shit out of. Uh, I don't even remember. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it was. E- it was either. I think it was either. They were on the East Coast, so I think it was the Maple Leafs. Yeah, it was the Maple Leafs the first game, and then they played the uh, Canadiens the, another game. You get any Oilers gear? I really wanted to, but I didn't get an opportunity. I might just order it off Amazon. They didn't have any in the airport? Okay, so I'm not paying for Oilers gear in the airport, dude. I, I can probably get cheaper on Amazon. but the Canadian or- prices threw you off? <laughs> Yo, they, they, they hit, yeah, that's like, it's oh, like that's 75% a- of the dollar right well, now. Well, that's a thing I didn't think of. Did you get, uh, you get your USDA transferred over to Looney's before you go over there? No, uh-uh. So it's a business trip. I put everything on the business cards. Nice. So I didn't have to, I didn't have to fuck with that. But. So Monday I didn't work out, but okay. So Wednesday after work I go on the trail run. So the uh, one of the engineers I used to work up, work there with, uh, hit me up on Instagram. Uh, not on the DMs, out in the open. This is open book. This is fucking <laughs> weird shit. And she's 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 like kind of an extreme sports person. So like people have warned me like don't go do activities with her. She's like fucking some kind of fitness nut. Well, I was like, well, I fucking, I think that I sounds got, like a challenge. Yeah, I think I'm a fitness nut. Let's fucking try this. So she goes, hey, do you want to go on this fucking trail run next to the river? And the river's completely frozen over, which is fucking nuts just to see. So we're up and down the riverbank for about almost three and three quarters miles. So 3.7, I think we ran on that one through the snow. And I busted my ass so many fucking times. Because she's got these, like, trail shoes. I just got normal flat-bottom run shoes. So as we're going up inclines, I am slipping, falling. She's just – she co- so once she realizes I'm falling, she just cocks her head every time. Like, she knows, like, I'm probably going to fall yeah. just so she can fucking laugh at me. Didn't feel, like, real manly just to fall down. But by the end of it, I got the hang of it. I stopped falling. So she she would look over, and I I, I, I wouldn't fall. But it was it was getting tough. It was getting tough. So it was a fun run. A little wilderness action. Well, I saw a picture of like after you ran or something, you got like you had the frosted shit on your eyes. Or oh yeah, you get you get like you get your eyebrows get iced up, your eyelashes are iced What's up. What's that feel like though? You say it doesn't feel that cold. No, it doesn't. Is it just superficial? Well, it, it just you're you're minus. You know, at that run we we're at minus. No, that one run because it snowed. Evidently, it gets warm right after it snows. I don't know. It was the two degrees on that one. So, I, I can't describe it. It, it. You don't even feel it until like you try to open your eyes wide and they're kind of stuck. The like the the ice kind of sticks. But other than that, I didn't I didn't feel it. Or you wipe your face, you you feel it. But it's 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 a definitely it hits different. Thursday, we we got done work early and we went to this bar called Pots. Uh, that's when I had the, um, oh shit, uh, what them fries called with the P. What them fries called. Get that drop. Poutine. Poutine fries. Spell poutine. P-O-U-T-A-I-N. And somebody said it's supposed to have an E, but I don't, I don't know. Okay. On brand. How do you spell poutine? Uh, There's no A in poutine. I think it's P-O-U-T-I-N-E. 
poutine. Yeah, that's what we're talking about right now. <laughs> so, so I got some poutine. There goes the diet. I, I came back just as good as I was there. <laughs> I got, I got some. I got some uh, poutine fries. We got pitchers of beer. Tell the people what poutine is. Oh, okay. Sorry, poutine is. So I had two different kinds while I was up there. So you can it's it's French fries with gravy is the base, and then a cheese. So I had it with cheese like cheese curds, which I didn't like as much. But the American style where you just put cheese over the fries was very very good. So you didn't like the? I thought the cheese curds like. They're well, supposed to be like squeaky. They're supposed to be good. I've I've never so, uh, had them actually. So the curds themselves were good, but the quality of fry wasn't as good on those ones I had. So I think that's why I didn't like them as yeah. much. Fry quality does make a good poutine. Yeah, I mean it's the the whole base of the meal. But we so we were watching the Canadians and the Oilers game that night. We had some rivalries in on the table from some of the Canadians. Some of them were Canadians fans. Some of them were Oilers fans because a lot of people relocate to Alberta because of all the oils and chemical plants and shit over there. So that's where the work is. So anyway, bunch of rivalry stuff. Got piss-ass drunk, came out. It was snowing again on us. I didn't have to drive home, so won that one again. <laughs> Friday we wrap up, and then we go to the airport which the hotel connects the airport because they warned us, like, oh, no, you might have a storm or something, miss your flight, blah, blah, blah. So just go to the one at the airport. So me and two other guys take an Uber down to downtown Edmonton, which is like a 20-minute drive, and hit up with these other Canadians, and we start bar hopping. And I'll tell you, bar hopping in Edmonton when it's minus, like, 10 degrees to 15 degrees outside it's kind of weird because you're cold as shit outside because you got your jacket and all this other stuff. And then you go into the bar and there's like a line of people checking coats. I ain't standing in no fucking line check coats. I'm not a pussy. I'll hold my coat. Zach Morris, it tied around your waist. I did not do that. I thought about that, but I didn't do that. So anyway, we end up at this fucking like Fred's adjacent bar. And it's all like fucking really young fucking people in there. And they're playing a lot of little Nas X. No, 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 no. They're playing like stuff where we grew up with. They're like 15 years behind. Like they're playing. Uh, Back that ass up. Yeah, but nah, <laughs> maybe not quite there, but they're playing like um, like the real Slim Shady. Um, they're playing like Thong Song. Damn. They're playing that kind of shit Damn. there. That's weird. No, it was, and you see a bunch of young people fucking dancing on it and shit like that. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, and, and again, the, the, these, these do everybody I was with for whatever the fuck reason was like <laughs> six foot three or taller. So I looked like a little fucking runt compared to, but most of the Canadians weren't that fucking tall. So I wasn't like a. A short person in there, but when I stood next to all these fuckers, I was like, "Man, I feel fucking short as hey, shit." You should be used to it by now. No, not everybody I hang out with that is tall, but that is is weird. I do hang out with taller. There's not too many short people I hang out with. <laughs> Shout out to the six three guys. Yeah, but anyway, so that that Friday night, I'm sitting there talking to one of the guys I talked to Tuesday, and I got a question for you. So. He's sitting there talking, and he's got tickets to the Final Four in in, in Atlanta. Dun, 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 dun. So he's got four. He's got four tickets. His dad, and one of his dad's friends, him, but his wife was going to go, but she's dropping out, and he doesn't really have anybody else that wants to spend that time to come all the way to Atlanta from Canada. 
So he said he's Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian. Why does it? He's just a basketball fan. He always goes to the Final Four, which that might seem weird. So this he's is a like big, he's a big basketball fan in Canada. So he's he's kind of like a being a soccer fan down here. So, so he's like the the Super Bowl commercials where the old guys are like, "We've been to every Super Bowl since whatever." Well, he's that with the Final Four. He's been to a bunch of them. Yeah. So So they got tickets and stuff. So we start. He starts talking. He's like. Hey, what you want to come to Atlanta? Go to the Final Four. Got a, a free ticket. Crash in our hotel room. Damn, this dude really likes you. Well, that's kind of what I was going to ask. I told I told him, look, I'm going to get back with him, and I already told I, I cleared it with the wife already. I told him, hey, look, it's clear with the wife. I just got to make sure I don't have anything work going on. It's kind of a big step in the friendship. It is, but it isn't. Okay, because I like this is around your birthday too, is it not, or is it the week before? No, it should be a week before. It should. It's. I think it's like the fourth through the sixth or something like that. Oh, okay. So, um, you can ch- check that if you want. My uh, was my dad texting me saying watching snakes on a plane. That was the beginning of the text. You want me to read the rest? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Watching snakes on a plane. Keckner is the co-pilot, exclamation point. Which Keckner, for the, you don't know, is Champ, the bald guy from Anchorman. So, <laughs> that's good. and that was your Marky Mark text message update. So, my, I think I'm going to go. I've crewed up with people before, so there's, I think there's, there's going to be like four people in one hotel room. So, I mean, I, I'll sleep on either floor or bed. I don't really care. I've shared bed with dudes before, no homo. You you have to know somebody in Atlanta. But I but you can't you can't get like okay guys, yeah, I'm going to come go to the game with you and hang out, but I'm not going to stay. I I think that's kind of weird. The guys offering like the guys offering up tickets and to stay. It's not going to be like, oh yeah, I'll take tickets and I'll just meet you at the game, or I'll meet you out. I'm going to go stay with somebody. I think it would be less weird if you stayed someplace else. Like, you know, hang out with them for sure. But, you know, it, he's going to feel more comfortable because you have I'm, – I'm assuming there's, what, two queens in the room? Or is this a, a hotel room where I, there's, I, like, I, multiple I, bedrooms? I mean, I didn't ask all those questions. I mean, that's kind of – I don't really care. It's – it's just guy stuff. Well, you're saying it's a big step in the relationship. We'll see how many fucking beds there are. Well, I'm assuming there's going to be four people, so there's only two beds. I've never seen many three hotel. I think like I, I have an idea of what I'm getting into. I mean, I'm the comfortable ho- with it. I mean, the hotel room we stayed in Hawaii was two separate bedrooms. That's Hawaii, dude. This is fucking Atlanta. You think Atlanta's got hotel rooms? You think you think like how they were going to be shelling out to like. Get some f- kind of sw- maybe they are. I don't, I don't know. fucking know. Yeah, you're right. You, th- you think the dad and the best friend are, are that are like sixty are going to be sleeping in the same bed together? These oh, are, I didn't think about that. These are grown ass men. That's a f- that's one of the first things I thought of. Like, if you wanted to fuck with him, by all right, I'll sleep with your dad. You sleep with his best friend. Like, what the fuck is this? No, that that would be that would be a little weird. No I, shit. I agree with that. They're grown men. They're not. They're not cheap like us. Being like, hey, uh, I'll sleep here. They're well, gonna- he 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 sold it to me like yeah, he was like he's like you go with like uh, you know bachelor party type uh, arrangements, right? I was like, yeah, I don't care. Okay, so that definitely yes, means yeah, you're gonna be yeah, sleeping yeah, on the floor yeah. and shit. So that so that means that 
his dad sleeps in one bed, his friend sleeps in another, and this dude is has floor duty. So the wife's like, "Fuck that! I'm not having floor duty. Uh, invite invite that chotch from work." All right, that seems a little harsh on me on being the chotch, but I mean, I, I could I could drive in and bring like a sleeping bag or something, and I can make I can make this work. Oh, of course you can make it work. You got free ticket to the final four, like. So what would be the like? So let's say I go there with the Final Four and I get a free ticket to both games. It's to both games, like both days. So it's the Final Fours and the Finals. So it's the whole thing I'm going to be at. Three games. Three games. Right. Two days, three games. Yeah. What's like reciprocity type thing? Like pay, f- pay, for, pay for a dinner. Be- pay for a dinner. Like one dinner, just beers while while we're in the stadium. Like I, I try- say, I say you you pay for. Not the priciest dinner, but you pay for like a dinner or, or lunch or you pay for a meal. And then like when you go to a bar or something like you definitely get the first round, round first round, maybe the second round of drinks. At, you know, or like the first round, like every time you go out, maybe you get the first round unless they're like, you know, ordering the specialty highbrow shit. But just, I'll, I'll get the first bucket of beers or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the Atlanta cocktail scene is, but if you, if there's Harley, like a mixologist involved, I'm going to be like, eh. it's a huge fucking city. I'm sure they have whatever. Are you going to hit up the North Side Tavern that Rosillo and all them are always talking about? It's a great dive bar. Right, so I, I got to do some Atlanta research. I, I've only been to Atlanta a handful of times, and I, I don't remember any of the bars I've frequented there. Does this guy know you have a podcast? Like, does he know you're going to be talking about this on the pod? Like, can you say, you know, you I'd know. probably bring the pod with me to just and 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 talk about it there. I don't care if he listens. Well, so like, are you like, is this a cool guy? Like, are you, I mean, you're you're willing oh, no. to go to the final four? No, no, like, no. So, so he was with us on Friday night when we were getting fucked up. Like. I've gotten fucked up with him in Texas before. Like, I, there's, there. This isn't like I'm going to be going with some fucking stick in the mud or somebody I don't think I'll have a good time this with. This isn't your first date. No, yeah, well, that's true. And it, it's like I don't feel like at the same time. Mandate, gotta get it on. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like I kind of know what I'm getting into. So this isn't like debating between like go with this guy I really don't know or like and get free Final Four right. or skip it because I don't know if I want to hang out with this person. I, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't mind spending a weekend yeah. in Atlanta with this guy. He's not cheap. He'd buy drinks. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's... Yeah, it, th- seems like, it seems like a good uh, opportunity. Your uh, politicking at work pays off. Um, I will say one thing we did play in Canada that I thought was a fucking epic game was we had uh, seven people on one shuffleboard. And we played um, the sh- anybody that the basically whoever went shortest or went off the t- table had to buy drinks on the next round. So there was some strategy involved. So anyway, we're shooting fucking shuffleboard, and this is the stand up bar type, not the yeah the stand up cruise ship type stand up bar type. So a couple people go right off the get go and go off the backside. So I'm like fifth in line. I know by the time I get on there, I just have to land it across the score line, and I'm safe. So, boom, hit across the score line. I'm thinking I'm sitting pretty. Guy shoots his, knocks me off. I don't know the Canadian rules on this. They get a ruling. 
boom, I'm out too. So now I got to go back and reshoot for the fucking uh, for the drinks. Anyway, lo and behold, I I I come through in the clutch. I don't have to buy the drinks. So the first guy goes to the next bar and has to buy the first round. And I would have bought everybody beers because that's how I roll. Yeah. This guy buys everybody vodka sodas. All right, cool. And then then this other guy is chatting up the uh, the barmaid who happens, I guess, be the manager. I don't know what he told. Maybe he told him a bunch of like three people from Louisiana or whatever. Fucking here comes another. Here comes a free round. Hell yeah. So we got. I got fucked up. I that plane ride was so fucking miserable. What seat did you have on the plane? Window. Well, at least you didn't have the fucking middle seat like well, me. Middle seat would have sucked. But so we get back to the hotel at like three a.m. Max box twenty. Nice. I gotta wake up at five fifteen to get through because of the hotels connected to the airport to be able to make it to TSA by five forty-five, and you actually do. U.S. Customs in Canada, which is kind of weird. But anyway, that flight was miserable. I thought I was going to puke a couple different times, especially when it got turbulent near Houston because there were storms that day. And uh, anyway, lo and behold, got me some Chick-fil-A in Houston because I was traveling on a Saturday. Cleared it all up. Got to BR. Got home. Went to sleep. Dude, traveling when you're hungover or have been partying, it fucking sucks. I hate it. I had to do that when we were coming back from the bachelor party in Portland, and I was just crammed in the middle seat with a guy, uh, probably like Chen, but fifty percent bigger next to me. It was it was fucking bad. I fucking hate the middle seat. So damn, dude, sounds like you're moving up to Canada. They got some projects going on up there. To be honest with you, if they approached me, the wife said she would go to Canada. So I, th- I think it, I think it'd be interesting. I'd well, what the hell are you gonna do with your five dogs, two cats, one horse, and one new brand new mini horse added to the collection? Like, were you gonna go to Canada? Who watches all that fucking? Who watches that farm? So we'll get to the mini horse a little bit later, but. No, well, depends. We'd bring, we'd probably bring a bunch of the animals. It, how? Well, I got a horse trailer one, and then uh, you're gonna fucking drive up to Edmonton. What's that drive like? With a bunch of fucking animals, that I'd, sounds miserable. I'd probably do it in stages, to where you know you go see the fucking, uh, you know, Mount Rushmore. Go go to the Dakotas and make, fucking make let, like a five day trip out and of it. fucking let the mini horse out. Well, no, no, you can go to um. You can look up online and they find like uh, people that travel with horses. They have like camp spots where you can go put your horse in a stall or oh something. Oh God! Like that. You better be recording the pod for that fucking vagabonding trip. Yeah, that would be that would be funny, but I, the, the chances of me moving to Canada, I think, are like relatively low. It's like it's like uh, about as low as the Craig's chances of ever actually owning up to any of his bets. So if if Trump gets elected in twenty twenty, you're gonna move to Canada. Might have to, dude. <laughs> oh man. Well So let's so get, let's get to the mini horse, dude. Oh, you want to talk mini pony. Okay. So Yeah, I mean I, I don't think uh I mean nothing nothing too crazy in Hawaii. I mean nothing you wanna hear about and uh looks like you and Leo were having a good time. Oh, we had a good time, but it's not nothing 
nothing crazy pod worthy. I mean, I p- probably have an airport airport uh, rant or two in me, but that's probably well, about ha- it. So just because we talked, a, I, we didn't really talk about where we watched the LSU game. So I ended up watching at the house with the wife. I had work the next day. Oh, I thought you were in Canada for it. You were back. No, no, no. I came back that Saturday before. So oh, okay. I was watching it uh, with the wife at, at the house. I had to be at work at fucking 5.45 a.m. the next day. So uh, so I was struggle dogging a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people in Louisiana were. Oh, uh, yeah. So how, what was your scene? Because I think y'all went to a bar and it was like, what, 3 p.m. over there? Yeah, we went to a local bar bar and grill place i think called like rob's good time bar and grill was rated semi-decent we get there early enough that we get some seats and it's packed there's a couple clemson people but mostly lsu people in there what the fuck lsu people either show out or they always travel with their lsu gear i'm not sure how many of them were for l like actually were louisiana people and from Oh, so they weren't all, like, wearing tiger colors and shit like that? They just seemed to be rooting for them? They were wearing tiger colors, but, like, you don't know where they were from. Like, I saw a guy in, a, like, an LSU jersey, and he was clearly Hawaiian. So, like, why does that guy like LSU? Why is he wearing the jersey? Why didn't you ask him? I'm not going to walk up to everybody in the bar and, hey, hey, where are you from? So we get there, and... <laughs> I cannot see you doing and the, that. And the... W- <laughs> And and the waitress, like, brings us to a table, and it's like a folding table with kind of, like, folding chairs, but it's, like, right in front of a TV. Swag. It's not that bad. My dad's like, no, I, I'm not I'm not going to a bar and sitting at a folding table. So I go, all right, where the fuck do you want to sit? All Pampered right. life. We'll go sit in this booth, and there's the gigantic, like, one of the biggest TVs, but it's, like, right above our booth. Like, so I can't look at that TV. So I have to look at the, the smaller TVs away from me. The sound's all fucked up. Um, can't really hear the announcers in there, but you know, it's, it's decent. We, we had already, we had eaten semi recently, so we're just housing drinks. Like I'm just basically chugging vodka. I asked the waitress, I was like, Hey, can we just get a bottle? Like we're going to be here a while. She's like, Oh, I can't do that or whatever. So, you know, you try to get bottle service at a place that was going to sit you down at a folding table. I like it. Well, I'm going to be here a while. I'm probably going to drink a fuck ton of vodka. Give me the, if you give me the bottle for, you know, double what it costs. If you give it to me for sixty dollars, I'm still probably coming out ahead. Just give me the bottle. You've never had bottle service, right? You don't just pay double. I'm not go. Well, what bull? This isn't a club. This is a bar and grill. All right, keep going. So we start watching the game. I get a little nervous. Um, Leo's doing okay. We got him in a um, got him in his car seat, and a, a, apparently a trick. I never knew it was. Um, you get the, what do they call it? A high chair? What, what do they call that when you bring it to the table? The booster uh, seat? Yeah, you, no. The high chair is what comes, but they got a little, like, booster yeah, you, thing you, in there. They have the high chair. Well, apparently, if you turn the high chair upside down, 180, Craigie 180, uh, you can put, like, the car seat on top of that, and it fits in perfect, and you just have them in there. So we what? had a, Yeah. It's pretty swaggy. But the downside to that is the bottom of the high chair is on the dirty floor of the, the place, and it's always just completely filthy. But Yeah, but I thought if you had a baby, you normally have, like, sterile wipes yeah, and we, shit with you. Yeah, we do. So, yeah. whatever. So, we had him there. He's doing okay. And then I think... He's got earmuffs on, right? Not at this point. Uh, I forget which play it was. I think it may have been when Clemson may have got their uh, first long pass... Or 
maybe when LSU threw their long pass and got it taken back for like a legal man downfield or something, something to happen with the crowd goes, oh, a big reaction from the crowd. That happens. Leo, like, eyes well up. He starts crying. So, all right, got to put the headphones on him. And starts listening to the pod. Yeah. Uh, well, he did that on the plane, too. So we put the headphones on him, and he's fine. You know, we're having some drinks or whatever. And, and these people behind us in the booth are, like, locals, Hawaiian people, I think. And they're me and Amber have our back to him in the booth. And I think one guy's trying to give the other guy shit, but he's just being, like, a troll in general, and he's just being fucking annoying. So after, like, I think we've had probably about four or five drinks at this point, and there's probably, like, five or six minutes left in the second half at a certain point we had to like go change leo out in the parking lot and i pulled up youtube tv up on my phone and saw like clemson kick a field goal or something so i'm I'm still watching every play and at a certain point in the second quarter i'm like at halftime you guys want to get out of here and go watch it back at the hotel like i have youtube tv recorded on my phone like i can just chromecast it to the tv and you know watch the game or whatever and and everyone's kind of taken aback by like what do you want to leave for? There's still eight minutes left in the second half. I'm like, these fucking guys behind me are annoying. Like, but they, the guy's kind of like yelling, like t- typical troll. This is a typical one of his trolls. Oh, I was holding on that play. I was holding on that play, even though there wasn't any holding. He's just like yelling made up penalties and, you know, just, just being loud and annoying. Like Amber turns around and gives him a glare at one point. So we this got whole the- thing set up because your dad didn't want to sit at the good table. Um, maybe, but after, after a little bit more, my dad hears this guy chirp and he, you know, he wants to go kind of back at him, but he knows he's taking troll bait and, you know, we're in a fucking, when's that ever stopped your dad? Well, I'm, I'm kind of giving him dirty looks, I guess to say, you know, bite your tongue. We don't want to get in a a fight with Hawaiians and we got a fucking baby at the table. Um, so everyone is pretty much agrees with me like let's just leave it halftime so we leave it halftime i pop in a walmart and and grab a bottle of vodka since we had basically drank out grab a bottle of vodka and maybe some beers because we had pretty much drank everything we had and we were going back you know in a in a day or two so picked up a bottle of vodka for the game and uh kept watching at my house and at the hotel and uh and watched the tigers bring in the championship so uh I think I saw every snap, and uh, I was I was definitely nervous uh, all the way into probably late into the not late into the second half, but I I was nervous in the second half, hmm. uh, not too confident. But I did I did win. Uh, I did bet LSU minus five and a half. I had LSU teased with the Saints, and like you said earlier, Drew Brees and company shit the bed, and uh, so I lost that. So I had to bet you know LSU minus five and a half, and that, that covered. Uh, Pretty much with ease, so. And uh, Leo did good on the flights. Ten hour flight there. We flew f- at six in the morning from New Orleans to Dallas, Dallas to Honolulu, Honolulu to Kauai, and it took you know, basically took the whole day of travel. And so I was definitely ready for some pina coladas. Uh, was the last one, was the last flight a little puddle jumper or is it? Yeah, it was like it was like a forty minute flight, and that was the only flight where Leo was like making noise before the flight, and then once we were up in the air, he went to sleep, and then that's when Amber started grabbing me because we, we she's kind of scared of flying, and you know it's a smaller plane, and immediately when you fly out of the Honolulu airport, they just basically 
you know, when a plane will take off and just make a complete turn to go in the opposite direction of what they took off. They basically did that, like, over water and Amber's, freak, like, freaking out. And they did have some stealth bombers that were um, landing on the runway, like, right in front of us before we took off. That was pretty cool. Not so stealthy. Yeah. So, as Al alluded to and kind of spilled the beans earlier, I've uh, added a member to the family. Um, a mini horse. Now, did you add this to the family, or did your wife add it to the family? And Harley's really digging for gold for you guys uh, at home here. Had an itch. So, what what do you mean by that? Like, did I initiate it, or did she? Or are you asking me if she just surprised me when I came home with it? Uh, yeah, I'm asking the origin story, all of the above. Okay. I'm not. I'm not trying to guess. I want to know the story. So. Evidently, the the client of hers had this had this. <laughs> what is she, Paul Heyman? My client had the mini horse, and for what uh, one reason or another, they no longer could have the mini horse because they didn't have a place for it. So since Ella liked this horse so much, she had agreed to take it. She made a place for it. So evidently, this was back in December. And she was going to give it to me for Christmas, but he had a little uh, penal issue. And so it had to get some medicine and some shit. Like father, like son. And so we couldn't get him for Christmas. So anyway, she told, she finally tells me about it because she doesn't want to bring the horse trailer to go pick up this mini horse. She thinks it can fit in the back of her Hyundai Santa Fe. What the actual, f- what is wrong with this person? You mean my wife? Yes. You can't put a fucking mini horse in the back of a Hyundai Santa Fe. Or can you? Well, let's see. So I leave work Monday, this this Monday, at probably about 1 o'clock, so I can go home and, and help help her with this. So we open the back of her Hyundai. We put a tarp down, put a plastic cover over the tarp. We put some... Uh, Pine shavings and some hay in like the trunk area of a Hyundai Santa Fe. Why? What's the big difficulty of just bringing the horse trailer? Well, because you have to modify the trailer because the fucking horse is so small. It doesn't fit right. And to haul in a trailer can be a pain in the ass. So if you can just take the car, it gets better gas mileage, everybody wins. So she thinks. <laughs> so you're putting fucking pine straw on a Hyundai Sonata. <laughs> it's not a Sonata. It's a Santa Fe. Whatever. It's, an, it's a it's a midsize SUV. But so we go there and I, and I start. I'm just st- picturing this thing shitting all over the car. <laughs> so we go and we go see. I see the mini when we get there because I've never seen him before. His name's Sarge, by the way. This is before or after. Like, did you give the horse the name Sarge? No, this was his original name. (laughs) So he's he's sitting there, and I'm looking at him, and I kind of knew the space in the back of the car. I'm looking at him, and it's like, I don't think this guy's going to fit. I think we drove all the way over here. I don't think he's going to be able to fit. So we get over to the car, and we open up the back, and I'm looking at him like, <laughs> Shove him in, <laughs> so, cram him like our our luggage for Hawaii. Well, it's, not, it's not like he's a dog and he can lay down. Like he's gonna have to stand up. Horses don't just fucking lay down. So 
we take the, the back seats and we pull them up as far as we can and we lay them down so he's getting a little more space. And So I'm looking there and she's like, well, we'll pick them up. It's like, wait, what? You're just going to pick up the mini horse. Me and you are about to pick up this mini horse. You don't have a fucking ramp to go in the car? So so I get to, the, she goes, well, get you're on the front, I'm on the back. So I get on the front, I try to lift them up. But the back isn't going up, so okay, we got to redo this. So I get on the back this time. She's on the front. about getting kicked by this horse? He's a, he's fucking he's like the size of Gus, but just like a smidge bigger. He's not that big, dude. We well, can't fit in the back of your Hyundai Santa Fe, or Kenny. <laughs> so that doesn't seem like it. So I'm I pick up his back end, and she gets one leg in, but can't get the other leg in, and. His head's got to, like, duck under to get to where he needs to go. So he starts freaking out. So he kind of spins around. So I kind of, like, ca- uh, like I'm holding on to him and kind of spin him. But he's on his back, but I don't want to let him go. So then I have to, like, basically I'm holding 200-pound horse. So I pull him big old Pokemon. And you here. don't do legs either. So. so anyway, I get him on the ground. I'm like, all right, so clearly we're not going to be able to lift him in here. So, all right, let's uh, – I'm going to take the car around. There's this, like, little – fucking hill area like a little like slope where i can back up really close to it so maybe we can just walk them right in open it up can't really do that but i go get a couple boards and now it's like a flat surface like so who am i supposed to build ramps for now so we end up getting them like you're coaxing them with some like hay so you got some like hay and you're like putting it in front of them trying to get them to walk three ninjas hey little horsey how about some hay i'm pushing his rear end you know trying to push him into the anyway he finally gets into the back of the car. He fits. Kind of. He can't really stand up too well or fully. So the wife has to sl- get in the back. So the seats are laid down. So she's laying down. She's like backs on the passenger seat. And she's just holding his, ra- holding his halter or bridle, whatever you want to call it. And I close the door. And now he's in the fucking car. He's in the fucking car. I have a fucking mini horse in a goddamn Hyundai. (sighs) Don't ever buy this car from me. So anyway, we start on the ride. Probably 10 minutes into it, he takes a fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) So. So, a couple things. Like, Does it just, like, I'm picturing his asshole just being right up on the window, and no, does it just, like, no, p- hit on that's, the window? That's not what happened. What did the, what the car smell like even before he took the shit? Like, it couldn't have smelled great. Well, it smelled like it smelled like horse. I mean, it don't, horse doesn't smell that bad. It just, it's a little different than normal Until smell. it's horse shit. No, actually, horse shit doesn't smell. So, funny tip. What? Horse shit does not stink. So, he shits, and most people be like, oh, man, that's terrible. I didn't want him to piss. Piss is bad. Piss stinks. Piss goes everywhere. The horse shit, he just shit basically on the tarp that I had in there. And that was the easiest cleanup I ever had in my life. So no big deal there. He doesn't piss when he shits, though? No, he didn't pee. So we get we get about like 30 minutes into the ride. Yeah, how and, long was your ride going to be? An hour and 30 minutes. <sighs> so we get about 30 minutes into the ride and... My wife starts kind of freaking out a little bit because he's freaking out. He's not settling. She goes, we need to turn around. Now, I don't want to fucking turn around. Turn around and go where? Go back and drop him off at where we picked him up. So 30 minutes back the other way instead of an hour to the house. So I'm starting to do the math. I'm not at the point of no return, but I just need to, like, 
I need to just stall for a little bit. So there's a point of no return. So I said, I said so I didn't an- answer her for about like five minutes. And she goes, you know, uh, look, I, I still think we need to turn around. I was like, look, just give him a little bit longer. And if he's freaked out, we'll see where we are and we'll turn around if it makes sense. So she's kind of looking at me like, okay, you fucking asshole. Anyway, lo and behold, I just keep fucking trucking all the way to the house, pull up to the house, get my uh, crawf- table. I normally do crawfish on one, put it down. He walks off the ramp. Actually, turning him around in the car was a little bit. He walks off the ramp and Sarge is now at the house. Mini horse delivered. Hyundai Santa Fe. It fits a mini horse, depending on the size. Not a Shetland pony, but a mini horse. So. And he's fucking tiny. I'll post some pictures. Is, is this. So. Is this a good uh, Christmas present for you? Is this a present for you? <laughs> yeah. So. She said. This is for you, Harley. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. Present for me. Um, another this, family member. This is like when Amber tried to uh, un- undo my entertainment system for me. And then halfway through, she was like, oh, fuck. I don't know how any of this shit goes back together. Oh, but like on steroids. Time's a horse. I mean, so far, I mean. So far, he's been fine. I, this, she supposedly all he does is grass. He's got a fucking muzzle on him to where he can't eat grass easy. So it's like a restrictor. So he, he takes a, so he doesn't just just balloon up. Evidently, he's just a fucking lawnmower out there. He just we need to get one for Craigie 360. That'd be a good idea. So anyway, now we have Sarge in the family. So now it's five dogs, two cats, a big horse, and a mini horse. Damn. We bought a zoo. Continues. Uh, the, the Amber oh, Amber God. sent me a screenshot of your wife's Instagram post saying they got a they got a mini horse. And whenever hash that uh, her comment was, he said I couldn't get any more dogs, so mini horse. And then hashtag got him on a technicality. That doesn't seem like a somebody's Christmas present to me, but. Well, I didn't read the, the, the her. Her Instagram post. So well, she doesn't listen to this podcast. So that is true. Feel free to feel free to have your rant of the week. No, I just see. I don't. What was this penile problem? I, I, I didn't ask. <laughs> Evidently, it's healed, so I don't have to put any ointment or anything on there. There's no penis uh, uh, issues. P- penis maintenance. So <laughs> penis maintenance. Um. So anyway, so he just he's been eating some grass. She said he wasn't going to need any alfalfa, but she's been feeding him alfalfa because she wants to spoil him. He's not supposed to have any grain, but she's been giving him a little bit of grain. So anyway, this this how old f- is this mini horse? I I couldn't get that answer out of her, but he's not he's not young, but he's not old. So he's he's, he's no spring chicken. He's probably like ten ten to fifteen. Maybe. And how old the mini horses live to be? Maybe forty. This is a long-term investment. Well, I mean, what do you mean investment? He's not going to pay. He's not going to appreciate, will he? You never know. Who knows? Um, little Sebastian was a you know pretty great mini horse at one point, so you never know. Sarge might be a little mini Sebastian. I thought Sebastian was a Shetland pony. All right, let's not get like you, you, this is a yes and you just fucking <laughs> shit on the fucking. Uh, I do love Paulson little Se- Rex. I do love little Sebastian, but uh, this horse, from what I've seen, doesn't look anything like little Sebastian. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. Supposedly he's he's been he's got to wear a lot of blankets because he can get cold. So he's been wearing like three blankets, and he's got a Christmas tree emblem shaved onto his butt, evidently. 
So you got to go and put blankets on them every night? Um, There's some maintenance with him. You got to put some blankets on him. You got to clean out his hooves. But, I mean, it's not that big a deal. And you can't ride him. No, I can't ride him. He's not that much bigger than Gus, to be honest with you. Is it like a human, uh, a human midget where... The midgets claim that they're, you know, they're small, but their penises are regular person size. <laughs> What's this horse working <laughs> right, with? I, 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 What's Sarge working with? He's evidently, a, it's a enough, evidently, it's enough to get uh, infected with whatever fucking happened. But I, I don't, I don't, I haven't checked. I'm not you. I'm not Chris. You haven't checked thing, Sarge's hog? The first thing I do is not check hog on animals. This does not interest me. Y'all need to get some chickens or something that pays some, uh, some dividends. Don't fucking bring up chickens. She's been talking about chickens. Well, they at least, they at least like give you something. A Shetland pony ain't going to give you shit. Or no, a mini uh, horse ain't going to give you shit. It's going to give me a lot of good times and great memories. Good times doing what? Cleaning his hooves? Shoveling his shit? He's, he's a, you he, can't even ride him. Okay, that, but he, he follows uh, Max around and makes Max feel better, so he's okay. like a little companion. All right. He's that, like a mini-me in Dr. Evil. The movies wouldn't be as good without mini-me. Vern Troyer brought that shit. Rest in peace, Vern. Gone too soon. All right, so you got anything else? or? Um. Well, I, I guess a, a, since we're on our the travel kick, um, American Airlines... Kind of cocksuckers. So you're, you're traveling with the six-month-old, which uh, pro tip for all you people with a six-month-old who want to plan a vacation, maybe go to like, you know, a little beach trip, you know, three hours to Pensacola or something. A 10-hour trip to go to a beach place, the six-month-old, I mean, it's doable, but you may want to do a little training wheels first. But uh, American Airlines, you know, we we bought our tickets together. And on some of the flights, our seats were next to each other, and on some of them, they weren't. So before each flight... Would they change your seats, or that was like a you decision? It's just... It, American Airlines, like, will assign you seats. Unless, oh, you don't unless get you to pick pay, your seat? Unless you pay for them. Oh, okay. So... Cheap bastard. So, like, on a couple... Um, well, a couple flights, we were next... I think on one or two flights, we were next to each other. But on... Other flights we weren't. So that flight going to Hawaii from Dallas to Honolulu, an eight-hour flight, we weren't next to each other. And there was um, three seats all the way to the right, three seats in the middle, and three seats all the way to the left on the plane. So Amber's in a middle seat all the way to the right. I'm in a middle seat in the middle aisle. And uh, we asked the guy on the aisle next to Amber, like, hey, you mind switching? You know, we got a six-month-old, whatever. And he's like, ah, I can't. I got a bad knee, which I thought he said, I have a bag. Like, I had a colostomy bag, so I'm going to need to go to the bathroom. But Amber says the guy said he had a bad knee, which, you know, if you have a bad knee and you don't want to get up and down a bunch of times, you want to get away from the baby. I think that is a pro move. Fuck you for not buying, paying a little extra to get an assigned seat. Well, oh, and this I, guy's not having your bullshit. And I forgot to mention, we went up to the, you know, uh, before you board the flight and talked to the lady. Hey, you know, we got a six month old. Our seats aren't next to each other. Like, you know, is there, is it a full flight? Is there, you know, can you, can you move somebody around or whatever? She's like, uh, you're, you're group nine. Uh, there's nothing I can do for you. Uh, you know, I'm like, is it a full flight? Like, whatever. She's like, oh, yeah, it's a full flight. Well, 
you know, this guy won't switch. The lady next to me is acting like she can't talk. Um, and then, so we wait for the plane to kind of fill out and you can tell Amber's kind of freaking out. Like I'm stuck in the middle here. You know, I'm, I'm going to definitely going to need, why wouldn't you pay more money? It's the principle of the thing. No, no. You're fucking you're... trying to squeeze. No. We bought the tickets together. Why aren't our seats together? Anyway. No, this is on you. We we have the we have the people, you know, the plane sort of fills out, and there's nobody sitting next to me on the plane. So, like, she's able to move over, and we can sit next to each other. But the f- fuck the, um, you know, lady who's saying it's a full flight, and I'm group nine. There's nothing I can do for you. Like, fuck her. No, uh-uh. But no, the, you should be treated like the scum you are for trying to fucking no, penny fu- pinch on a fucking 10-hour flight. Um, American Airlines is penny no, pinching. this is they're, pe- you. They're, they're penny pinching the customer completely by making you. you pay for your seats. No, completely. They're making you pay for your seats. They're creating another revenue stream by fucking squeezing people's wallets. You no, know, they're, they're giving you a discount, and then you have to fucking pay the price by you get seat roulette. Where's the discount? Oh, of course Harley's wrong. Because the flight attendant didn't try at all, and then within a four-row four radius, there were six empty seats. Yeah, but he penny-pinched on what he bought. Well, they're pe- He bought the same seats everyone else bought. No, all he didn't. seats are the same. You just get, you get elected to middle or window or aisle. Uh, all pay the same amount of money. We're all on the same flight. We're all coach class. No, no it sounds like y'all didn't pay the same amount of money. No, we didn't pay the extra money. There it was fucked up. Fuck but, the, but the, okay, so if you went to another airline, you get, like, on United, you actually get an assigned seat. So if you said, okay, I'll get seat roulette, it'd just be a price off of that. So it's actually making your, your trip cheaper. How? Because you're not paying for the fucking seat. They allow you to just play seat roulette. Well, it's like, it's like, like on I South like on Southwest, you just check in and you have a number and you just get on the plane I'm and a pick United your seat. I'm a United guy. I always get assigned seats. The whole plane's assigned seats. We had assigned seats. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I pick mine as soon as I buy my ticket. I get my seat. Yeah, but we can't pick it. They make me pick it. Because you didn't pay. You yeah. could have picked your seat. Yeah, so that's not picking my seat. That's paying for my seat. Yeah. Oh, I've already geez. paid for my plane ticket. Uh, and I bought them together. I bought two tickets together. Why wouldn't they be together? That part I don't know. That seems kind of shitty. Right. But the no, it was fucked. And and on the way back, the and every other flight they or the other flight they tried to help us out. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, let me move people around. It was an easy thing. This one bitch having a bad day. This is all off, Mike. It's never getting on. But anyway, Har- Harley disagrees because he's he's always anti me. But I'll just say, uh, no, fuck American anti- Airlines. I, I, United, I I don't I get like frequent flyers and perks and shit with them. I get like extra leg room for free on United, and I get my assigned seat. So like, I, I don't yeah, because you pay for that extra shit. Because you've already paid into their system or whatever, because your sister hooked it up. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. It's 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 through with my credit card, and it's all the work flights I've had over the years. Right. So like you've you've earned up to that. But I could I could I could buy any even. Yeah, if you I could just, pay extra. No, but even if I got the base minimum on United, you still have an assigned seat. So when you book it. If you two book together, you would pick two seats next to each other, and those would be your seats. Right. Well, American doesn't have that, so fuck them for for that their penny pinching. 
And that, and and on the on the I way- know Delta's got a sign seat, so I think that, that maybe because I normally only fly Delta United. And on, and on the way home, when I'm when we're running on like no sleep, I get a middle seat next to a you know 400 pound guy who is across the seat uh, across the aisle from his wife, and he th- you know he's like, shit, it doesn't fit. Ah, I think I need the seatbelt extender. <laughs> And he's like him. Him and his wife are like debating. You know, you know, should I say something? Should, uh, uh, ma'am, I, I need the extension. She's like, yeah, they may charge you extra for that. Like, Wait, you know, the whoa, wife whoa, saying whoa. that. The wife saying that. That's bullshit. They shouldn't charge you extra for the extender. They should charge you extra for being that fat. What? Harley's fucking allergic right now. Well, I think, I think you should have to sign up. Like on your dimensions before you get on the plane. If you're if you extend into the seat next to you, you should have to charge extra, and that person should get less. Like, right. So I was I was in the middle seat, and I'm sitting next to a four hundred pound guy who needs a seatbelt extender. Well, was I, he encroaching into your area? Or was of he just, course, he was fucking encroaching into my area. I'm, then you I'm, should get a discount. I'm I'm leaning over the entire flight, running off of no sleep. So that was also fun. Fat, Shout out, Fat Joe. Shout out, shout out to American Airlines again for hooking it up. Also, last <laughs> row of the plane, and the plane I took, we took before that, in the overhead luggage, I saw the black box of the plane. I've never seen that before. The black box. Are you that sure that's like, a black box? It was the fucking black box. I took I a picture that of it. was in the cockpit. It it was an old ass plane. I'm pretty sure it was the black box. Was because it was a black box, or did it say the black box on it? Uh, I saw a picture of it. I just I couldn't tell what. I'll it have was. to look back at the picture, but yeah, um, last last row of the plane twice. So that was uh, I don't know. I guess uh, I guess I can't fly American anymore. They're they're on my shit list. Um, well, luckily you have tons of airlines to choose from. You do, but at the same time, you don't. I always fly right. the same one. Right. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, I think that's, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, don't go to Kauai in January, very windy and rainy. All the, all the hiking trails are very muddy. Uh, that's another pro tip for you, but, uh. Yeah, it didn't look like you got a lot of beach. Uh, like, uh, there was a lot of sun out. I I was looking at it, I was just... I, you know, I thought I was gonna have like some jealous, like, oh man, knobs is at the beach. Seems like you love Canada, bro. I'll take I'll take the snow in January. Fuck <laughs> it. Yeah, it. I mean, it's definitely a beautiful island, but it definitely would have been nicer if it was uh, sunnier and better weather. But is what it is. Have hey, a good vacay. Did you get laid? Uh, no, I did. Oh, well, I did, but I didn't. Which one happened to him? We'll we, we may never know. I think they can guess. <laughs> All right, so thank you, Craig, who who is formerly known as Fucks Girls. Craig, who is fit. Craig, who does not weigh 300 pounds. Craig, 180. Also, shout out to the guys uh, me and my dad saw at a waterfall who we, we started chatting up when we noticed they were uh, smoking weed and they were telling us how, a trail to get down to the bottom of the waterfall and they opened up Marlboro pack of cigarettes and handed us a joint for the road shout out to those guys also since we're doing shout outs since we haven't touched on it yet shout out to j bone with his new j pod bone cast what's that all about so two episodes so far um one's five minutes and 34 seconds the other one's four minutes and 15 seconds so this is just quick j bone thoughts about whatever he topic he decides 
And then he gives away a digital movie code in each one of them. So if you're the first one, you get a digital movie code. I think it's just one. He just gives out a code, and the first person that enters it gets the movie. So um, J-Bone doing big things in the world. Uh, and you haven't been a guest on yet? Are you, are you offended being the pod father yourself? No, not offended. Not offended. He uh, he had uh, Jimbo on in the first app. He had no one. It was a solo pod, the second app. It's really tough to make your mark as a guest when you only have four minutes and 15 seconds. You got to bring it uh, fast and, and quick. Yeah, fast and furious. I agree with you. And uh, I told him if he ever wants somebody to rant about how fucking terrible uncut gems are, I'll be first on the fucking list. Very divisive movie. People either seem to really Fuck like it movie. or really hate Don't it. Don't even give me, uh, J-Bone, you might as well just cut this and put on your fucking podcast. Fuck un uncut gems. As a degenerate, it's completely stupid that this motherfucker is doing parlays with the goddamn opening tip on there. No one in the fucking world bets on the opening tip of a fucking basketball game and that's not even fucking listed anywhere so what a fucking dumb ass like who wins the jump ball yes why would you throw a, a 50 50 into a parlay i guess to boost his odds but evidently this was like a common thing i've never seen that lined anywhere i think it's fucking retarded and that just pisses me off the fucking entire movie because you make that bet, you deserve to fucking lose everything. That's like parlaying the coin toss on the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, it's probably, you could probably game it because there, I bet there is statistics on like, I think there was saying that DeAndre Jordan and some other guy like, you know, win a good percentage of their, you know, opening tips. But still, that's a fucking retarded, I agree with you. That's so, beyond retarded. The concept was stupid. It, it wasn't just me. My wife hated it, too. So, And she doesn't know jack shit about betting. Yeah, she doesn't know jack shit about betting. That is true. Yeah. So, well. Hey, J-Bone, you can just cut that out and put it in your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Stick that in your podcast and bone it. And with that, we out. We out.